The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome back, everybody, to another exciting episode of Stories from the Sidelines. I'm Coach Larry. With me is my co-host, Matt Keo. Matt, how we doing? Should we call you, well, should we call you Coach Matt at this point? I don't care. Or do you want just Matt Keo? I go by a lot of different names, a lot of different aliases. Listen, and speaking of what you call people, Matt, I'm, I'm coming in hot. Before we get our coming in hot with the Bills... Um, you've been, I mean, you're a soccer player, you've coached before. Um, would you say during games you, you, you treat the referees respectfully, at least until they start making bad calls? You, you, you treat them respectfully? If I talk to them at all. Like, even if you address them, even if it's, it's always, sir, can you tell me what that was? Sir, what, what was the foul? Sir, like, pretty, yeah. Okay. And... Usually from the referees, you get, they'll either say coach or like, you know. If they know you if, way if too they, well. If they know you, they'll address you by your first name. Like, Larry, you know, knock it off. It was offsides. Or they'll, they'll address you. Or they'll just explain, like, sir, ma'am, coach, here's what it was. And you yeah. usually say, all right, thank you, sir. And you back off. Usually, though, it's a pretty, pretty respectful give it, give exchange. Yeah, yeah. So, in my game yesterday, um, we were playing Lockport. Tough team. You know, we, we took a tough loss. We'll talk a little bit more about that later in dealing with pressure. But I have a referee early in the game clearly missed an onside's call. Yeah. I yelled loudly, yep. but wasn't disrespectful. Just said, sir, can you explain how was that offside's number so-and-so kept her on? Yep. The response I got, my dude, that was clearly offsides. My dude. How young was this dude? He was young. Could, had to be, I'd say, mid to late 20s, maybe, maybe, maybe early 30s. Maybe. Jeez. I proceeded to yell right back, like, my dude, what do you call it? Who's my dude? <laughs> Who are you talking to? And I happen to know the other official who was coaching, uh, Pete Lepiani, give him a little shout out, who was an old high school friend. We played on, he went to LaSalle, we went to Niagara Falls, I went to Niagara Falls, we played on a few travel teams. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're good friends back in the day. In fact, it's been, um, I've had him for a couple games last year and this year. Been fun kind of, he was a year younger than me, fun kind of bumping into him. So I... Yeah, but like my dude, and his response was, and it was Bill's day yesterday, so I was wearing Zubas jersey, everything. He yells back, "You're wearing Zubas. I thought you'd be cool with it." <laughs> I, first of all, I don't know. It, you're younger than me, obviously. Is my dude? Is that almost like? Is that like a term of endearment? Is that like, <laughs> hey, what's up? Or is that like? Is that like the millennial way of saying, hey, bleep hole? 
Like, like, what is what is my dude? Um, first of all, because I did, I took it, and in fact, I was talking at, at halftime. You know, Pete came to me. He thought I just. He thought I was yelling my dude at the official. He was like, Larry, don't you know? I'm on your side now. Don't call. Don't yell at me or whatever. I'm like, Pete, I didn't yell my. He, your buddy over there is the one calling me my dude. I was like, I'm 41 years old. Nobody's calling me my dude. I think it's a. It's. It's a poor attempt to be disrespectful in a not aggressive way. So it's uh, uh what do they call that? Um, passive passive aggressive. aggressive. Kind of. So it's passive aggressively calling me a bleep hole. Uh, I don't think they're trying to call you anything specific. I think they're just trying to like like get you, point you out, and be like, "Listen, my dude." Calm down, or or I mean, see, I I, I don't. I, it all depends on how it was delivered. If he said it in a way that was more aggressive, then yes, he meant it in a negative way. Well, he just yelled out like he was probably I don't know, a good ten, fifteen yards away. Um, he was just like, "My dude, that was clearly offsides." Well, if she he, was five yards, or my dude, she was five yards offsides. So I think he was just basically saying, "Like, come on, all right." Like she was, she was clearly offside. And, like, just, and just I get it. it. Whatever. I've had officials call me on my stuff. Whatever. If I've said something, they're like, "Hey, coach, relax." That's basically have, what he was doing. Have no problem with that. But he shouldn't have phrased it that but way. My dude, you're not calling me my dude. <laughs> you're, like, you're you're not in a game that. Like in a professional game, That's you're so not funny. calling me my dude. His man, his his reasoning behind it was, oh, you're wearing Zubas. I thought you were thought cool. you'd be cool with that. No, like I mean, I, much goes to you though, Larry, because you're wearing Zubas on the sidelines trying to be a coach. Listen, I'm wearing Zubas. Absolutely, Bills Day at school. I teach at a K to eight building. I had the Bills. I don't know if you've seen my Bills, uh, my Bills Converse or Bills like. You have Bills Converse? Oh, baby, I'm bringing it. I'll bring oh, them in next class. Next, next, uh, next class? Next class. <laughs> next episode, I'll bring them in. I'll make sure to put pictures up on uh, stories from the sidelines on our Facebook and Instagram pages. Oh, yeah. I had the rocked the Bills Converse, rocked the um, Josh Allen socks, oh, yeah. rocked the Zubas pants, of course, the Buffalo Bills gloves, the... I think this time I was sporting the Von Miller jersey and a Bills hat. For our game, I took off the Bills gloves. I took off the hat, where my fedora, and took off the jersey. I, I put on a Ken East um, soccer T-shirt like I usually do um, when I coach. Kept the Zubas on. Whatever. It's it's a Monday night game. You have a little fun with it. What time did you game end? Um, game started at 5. I think we were done by... Between 6.30, 6.45. So I had plenty of time to get home. Well, not plenty of time. I literally got home five minutes before kickoff, which was fine. Um, but, you know, the team loves it. You get usually on our games, if there's a, if there's a uh, game the same day as a Bills game, you know, we'll play some shout music, all that stuff. Yeah. I heard a lot of that yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Um, especially at my building. We, you know, at the Thursday night game, we had a game as well, too. So thankfully, that's I believe there's no more soccer games before Bills games. Thank goodness. But no, I did not appreciate the my dude. It's better than my guy. 
A lot of people either say my dude or my guy. So what is like my dude nice? Is my guy like well, more I feel aggressive? Like, I feel like in that in that atmosphere, my guy is way more disrespectful. <laughs> I took both of them as being disrespectful. And again, that's one thing I've I might I might be loud, but I for the most part try to be respectful. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm sure every coach in every sport, I've lost my temper. But I've never lost it where I've just aggressively tried to be rude or whatever. I might question. I'm like, sir, that's a ridiculous call. You know it. I know it. That's that's no question. You missed the call there. I'll question him on him, but I'm not going to say, hey, my dude, or hey, bleep hole, or hey, shove it up your – I'm going to – I'll make my opinion known – Sometimes most I'd say nine out of ten times it's sir that was wrong call or sir are you kidding me yeah. and I'll leave it alone at that. But That's so funny that I my dude I'm pretty sure if was I, this guy younger like I said probably mid I'd say between 27 and 30. Yeah, I'd I'd bet closer to 27. Um, if not younger, I'm so awful at at, at guessing people's ages. How old am I? Well, you 20. You've told me so many times. 24. Yeah. Thank you. All right. I was going to say, I knew it was 24, but I wanted to see the gears in your, the gears in your head turn. Because <laughs> um, I knew you've told me many times before, because I think I kept guessing like, I don't know, 26, 22. Like I was all over 18. the board. 18. Eh, he's like 35. He's 56. Um, it's all right. I've been I've been asked if I'm a dad or a grandpa before. I've been and this might be coming in hot too. Lately, I've been getting teachers, um, like older teachers in the building who have like two or three years left or getting close to retiring. You know, they'll start talking about it and then they'll look at me like, well, you know, Monahan, you've got to be close to retiring too, like dude. Or they'll ask Monahan how many years you have left. You got to be like, dude, I've got like at least fifteen. Left, but like, shut up. I'm not that close. Um, yeah, but whatever. I get that all the time. I know I'm 41 and I look 75, so it's all good. I do think, though, I've, I've shaved the beard now. I do think that trims off maybe two years. Yeah, it definitely does. So it helps. Same with me, but uh, no, I, I, I did not like the my dude. No, it's, not, it's, not a fan of the my dude, and and I feel like you just. As you grow up in life, you have to realize certain situations and environments where you can speak in different ways. Like, you know, I when I coach gymnastics for five-year-olds, I talk very kind of like black and white, like this is what we're doing. And at the end of the night, I coach girls who are like 11 years old and up. Like, I think the oldest one I have is 15. I talk completely different because, you know, I don't have to be like, this is what we're going to do. Like, I'm like, all right, guys, like, like not guys, but like, all right, girls, what do you want to do today? Like, wh- wh- what are we doing? I, I kind of talk their lingo a little more. But if you're. And co- that's fine. Yeah. I get like, it. you have to read the situations and how you can speak to these people. But my guy, my dude, in a, in a being an official, nonetheless, it's one thing if you're, if you're players say that they're like listen my dude like <laughs> there's some leeway but if you can kind of relate and and if i get some of that with the players if they i'm like hey remember remember who you're talking to you know i'll give them a little leeway but i looked at it as that would be like 
especially later on when I was telling Vicky at home, I would I was I looked at that as it what would happen if I went up to my principal or assistant principal or administration at my school and said, Hey, my dude, can you change my schedule? Or hey, my dude, I'm taking off tomorrow. Or even yeah. just, hey, my dude, what's going on? <laughs> like Hey my guy, how many times you want us to do this <laughs> drill? <laughs> Like, I'm pretty sure, and rightfully so, I would be I would be in their office being reamed out. Oh yeah. Um like. so yeah, I did not be a I did not appreciate being called my dude by some little punk referee. Yeah, no, that's screw that. That's ridiculous. And for the record, the offsides call was I was right on the offsides. He she was clearly on. It took a goal away from us, but whatever. That's all right. Um so that's that I'm coming in hot with that. All right. I'm coming in hot with Titans fans being super salty that I, I, I'm part of the Bills Mafia. On... But, but hold on. Why, why would they be super salty with Buffalo? No, not salty about Buffalo. Salty towards the Titans. Titans fans being salty towards the Titans. Oh, okay. Well, so, maybe the, I, I'd be pretty salty if my team just got routed 41-7, um, to 42-7, whatever it was. So I follow the Bills Mafia on Facebook, and somebody posted these – Twitter these tweets by some Buffalo by some Titans fans like tagging the Titans in it. One says my son um my son Timmy and I drove twelve straight hours to today's game and this is an example you set for him getting pooped on by Buffalo. Ouch. I'm literally shaking with rage and just spit on an usher on the way out. Now Timmy is screaming for his mother who is four states away. <laughs> So we got that one. Spit? Why would you spit on an usher? I know. What like, did the usher do? If you're mad at the Titans, don't spit on the Buffalo usher. That's what I mean. <laughs> Another one has a picture of a broken TV, and it says, just smash my TV in front of 30 guests at my son's birthday party because of the Titans. My <laughs> wife took the kids who are crying now and said they're spending the week at her mom's house. This team has ruined my marriage. I can't handle this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like, like... I don't. I, I really, obviously, like you know. I, I hope the marriage goes well and stuff. Like I really just like. Yeah, I really hope he was kidding, and I really hope that marriage isn't down the drain. Right, but just seeing the Bills who have put so many people through the exact same thing, now doing it to another is just. Oof. And and yesterday was an embarrassment. Oh my gosh! I would be salty. If I was a Titans fan. It was fan. so loud. Through my TV, it was loud. Yeah, it was it was awesome. Uh, oh, like my it, gosh. We had a couple teachers uh, from our building that went to the game. And even today, that you could tell they came in, voice was gone, or like very close to being gone. But just they, they would come in and be like, man, it was awesome. And I remember one... Uh, she just came in and she was like, listen, this is the first time I left a Bills game early with a big smile on my face. Because a lot of people left left early or mid-fourth quarter, right? not for a reason that we would leave 10 years ago, five years ago, because we're on the opposite end. So it's oh my gosh. It's just like, hey, listen, I got to get up for work tomorrow. I'm leaving. This was awesome. It was dirty, man. It was so dirty. Just from and and I always I think you know with the whole Matt Ariza scandal going on right at the beginning, everybody was like, 
oh, we don't have a punter. And within the first two weeks, we're just like, we don't really need a punter And then even, even when we punt the ball, Sam Martin somehow makes them muff the punts. Twice. Twice. Two different people. I'm like, oh, my. Like, I was like, I was watching. It was like, nothing, nothing wrong that could go wrong for us is happening. And that's just it. And I think people are starting to, well, it was just a bad game for the – well, first, last week was just a bad game for the Rams. Look at how they rebounded, which whatever. What, is they, every win we're going to get a bad week for the team? Listen, it's it was a bad week for the Titans because we made it a bad week for them. Derrick Henry got nothing. Derrick Henry – what they say? This was the first time since 2018 that he was held to under 50 yards – was, and we held him to what twenty three. Yeah, we he averaged one point nine yards a carry. At one point, he was under one and a half yard a carry, and then he ripped off his biggest rush of the day for nine yards. That's it. Yeah, biggest rush of the day nine. I think the yards. biggest rush he had against us last year was like twenty thirty yards. <laughs> No, last year was when he ripped off, remember, that 74-yard oh, or, yeah, or yeah, 60-something yeah. yard? Yep. Nope. Um, Every time somebody was So, there. no, he – and again, no Tim Settle. Yeah. No Ed Oliver up no. the middle. Our backups, our backup D tackles just were able to shut down King Henry, who, let's be honest, I mean, last week he only got, what, 86 yards – He's not the same. I know he's 28, which apparently in running back means you're like 38. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that that knee injury or or it was a knee injury, right? Uh, was yeah. it MCL? It Maybe. wasn't. A, it wasn't an ACL. No, but it was still some sort. But of it was knee. a significant knee injury. Or no, no, no. It wasn't knee. It was a foot. Was it a foot? I think it was a foot. Was it a Liz Frank injury? I don't know. But I, foot, knee, whatever the injury was last year. It shook him. He, yeah. He's, I don't think he's quite recovered from it. Or I think he's just, his, whether it's mentally or physically, he's starting to break down. That's, that's because what... he's not the runner. Now, granted, Tennessee, I mean, they have been running him into the ground. Well, especially now with no, with no Brown, they have no passing game. They are, they're done. And the funny thing is, they're only they're they still have a chance to win that division. Oh, one hundred percent. That division is terrible. Jacksonville Jaguars at one and one are the top of that division. Well, they embarrassed. Um, they didn't they embarrass the Titans last week. They beat no. Yeah, did they? They shut them out last week. No, the Titans lost to the Giants last week. Oh, then who did? Because Jacksonville won this week, they shut out somebody. Um, I, it's Jacksonville. I really don't. You don't care. Neither does I, Jacksonville. I don't care. There's exactly. no fan base there. <laughs> um, but yeah, they they beat up on somebody. Um, the Colts. That's right. The Colts. They shut out the Colts. And I don't want to say that too loud because of uh, Matt Johnson. Too bad but... I have Jonathan Taylor in both my leagues. Ooh, that's a rough day. That's he has day. not done anything. That's a rough day for me. Also, 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 I have the worst luck in fantasy. Apparently, so last week I started Kyler Murray. 
he didn't do anything against nope. Kansas City. Nope. I start Derek Carr this week. Ouch. And I acquired AJ Green. Ouch. And I didn't start either Kyler Murray or AJ Green. And I'm sitting there at my girlfriend's aunt house watching the game. And I look over to her. I was like, I bet you he throws it to AJ Green in the end zone. And what happens the next day he throws it? It's just like, does that help you? And I was like, no, because I didn't start them. Yeah. Unless tiebreakers is my bench. No. Like, are you kidding? Like, I, I'm, I'm so. That was a good game, though. Also, the Dallas Cowboys game. Props to Cooper Rush. Good for him. I mean, the way he started. Ezekiel Elliott didn't do anything that game. The way it started, like, their offense looked amazing uh-huh. in the first quarter. I mean, they were, I was like, holy crap. I was, I was like, if this guy keeps playing the way he, it is for right now, they might have a controversy when Dak gets healthy. And I still, I know Jerry Jones is always going to only miss five games. A broken wrist it was a broken, or a broken thumb. thumb. I, I think you're going at least six six to eight weeks. Well, he could come back in five, but he's not going to be able to grip the ball as no, well as he did. That's what I mean. Even I I bet you within this full season, he's not going to have the same grip on it. No, but if Cooper Rush plays the way he played, um, yeah. I mean, he definitely did cool off, but he still had to do that drive to win the game at the end. True. True. Um, and on the flip side, Joe Burrow is not going to survive this season. And I don't mean that the fact that he's going to get pulled for bad performance. I mean, he is going to get pulled because he is going to get carted off the field. Yeah. He has been sacked. Forget pressures, forget hits. He has been sacked 13 times in two weeks. In two weeks. And he was in the Super Bowl last year. Mamma mia. He is going to get, and some of those hits, oof. Yeah, they're rough. He is going to, he's not going to survive. Nope, he's not going to survive. I mean, that's six and a half sacks. So you're talking what? Six times, let's say six times 17. You're talking that's being sacked 102 times during the course of a season? Yep. Body can only take so much, and well, that's the problem. Because I was watching that game too. <coughs> I have Tyler Boyd, and um, I, I played Tyler Boyd over Rashad Bateman. Don't ever do that. And that was, they don't ever throw to Boyd. They either throw to Chase or they run it with Mixon. Well, he got a touchdown last week. I thought, or no. he got a couple catches last. week. He got week. a couple, but when they targeted him in the end zone, he didn't do anything. Yeah. But no, and Bateman went off for what would have been like twenty something points. Yeah, it's it's just. Anyways, I'll, I'll get past. But they don't have the same old line at all. It's it's ninety nine percent new. That's why he's yeah. getting sacked so many times. But ninety nine percent new. But they you know paid. They shelled out the big bucks. They shelled out this. That was that was the hype this year. Oh, look at how good Burrow played last year in front of a crap offensive line, and now we've shelled out so much cash for a good offensive line. They went out in free agency and got the good left tackle, got a good left guard. His blind side's going to be protected. Forget his blind side. They can't protect any side. Right. Um, and, I mean. He's going to have such a hard time playing against us. Let's put it this way. If that Week 17 game 
It's still tight. Is still tight yeah. or for it means anything for Bills. Yeah, yeah. Von Miller, they're all he coming for him. He is going to get destroyed. Oh yeah. Um, oh. I don't know who who does look it up real quick. Who does Cincinnati play next week? Because if they drop to zero and three, we could be. I think the conversation seriously is: Are they going to make the playoffs? I mean, it's. I thought especially. I didn't know much about this Cooper Cup <laughs> no, they're, or they're, Cooper they're, Rush. They're playing the Jets. <laughs> hey, the Jets just beat uh, Cleveland. Cleveland. I mean, no Deshaun Watson, but so they play the Jets and then the Dolphins. So we're looking at they could be starting one and three. Oh, the rest of these games are absolute trash. They play the Jets and then the Dolphins and then the Ravens, which is a divisional game for them, and then the Saints. Saints aren't that great. They have a good defense, though. They do. I mean, they kept Brady in check. Brady, Brady's a bum. I can't stand how every time they show, like, here are the, like the the percentages of teams to make it to the Super Bowl and win it, and every time Tampa Bay is up there with like the highest amount of percentage, they're not that good. They aren't good. No, I've well, I've seen Tampa Bay. Right below the Bills. Like, even this morning on ESPN, it was Buffalo was at, like, 39%, and Tampa was at, like, but before, 19 But before the game last night, it was the, the Tampa was above us. And Tampa lost last week. No, Tampa's 2-0, aren't they? No. Tampa lost against the Saints, I think. No, they beat the Saints. Did they? Yeah, it was, it was close. It was 20-10, to 10, I believe. I was going to say, I don't think... But they didn't pull away till the end. Um, I know Evans got suspended for one week. He's suspended next game. Yeah. Apparently there was like a melee or something. Or No, because so Tom Brady was talking trash and people started pushing and shoving and everybody but Tom Brady on the bo- on the Buccaneers side decided to fight people because they are defending. Tom- like I watched the video. Tom Brady was saying something to one of the defensive players of the Saints. Um, Leonard Fournette came in, pushed the Saints guy out of the way. Another guy comes in to retaliate, and that's when Mike Evan comes in and starts fist fighting the dude. Meanwhile, Tom Brady is standing behind his goons. It, it straight up looked like he was like a mob boss with goons, talking talking trash still while his buddies are fighting the defense for him. Listen, this is he just needs to retire. And now the stories are coming out where apparently for the rest of the season he's getting every Wednesday off. Yeah. To save his marriage, which is a bunch of But it's just. I can't stand it. I absolutely can't stand it. I, I, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. It's, it's ridiculous, bro. It is absolutely ridiculous. On the other side, though, do you want to, do you want to trade running? Do you, do you have a running back you want to trade for? Or wide receiver. Um, you know what? Look at my roster. Who do I got? I'm not even gonna lie. I not all that sure. <laughs> uh, Dan Myers was trying to. Uh, we were trying to initiate a trade, and he gave me an offer, and I'm like, mm. I mean, I initiated because I need running backs there. But I was like, hold on, let me. Who do I have again? Like, I've got to, and I've still got to get back with him. Um. But who do I got and who do you want? You got the you got the Cowboys defense, all right? I got a I got a pretty good line of defenses, all right? I could give Yeah. The fact that you have more than one defense is 
disgusting. <laughs> Why do you have more than one defense? What is this exact reason? You're you, Baker you realize, you realize you're taking a roster spot away. I'm aware. It's, you want Baker Mayfield? I'll give you Baker Mayfield. I don't want Baker Mayfield. <laughs> I, my backup right now. I I've didn't even Rogers. notice you had a Baker Mayfield. A Baker Mayfield. I shouldn't say that. You have Hunter Renfro. Who are my wide receivers? I've got Renfro. You got Jamar Chase. Yeah. You got Brown. Um, Marquise Brown, right? Yep. You got C.D. Lamb. Okay. You got Renfro. Okay. You got Chark on Detroit. Okay. And you got Galladay on New York Jets, G- Giants. All right. Are you looking for receivers or are you looking for running backs? I'm looking for receivers. Your, your running backs, I want to – you don't have the greatest – I mean, you have Delvin Cook and you have Josh Jacobs. Those are pretty good running backs. But And, you know, I have Jonathan Taylor if he ever decides to pop off. Okay. I'll take an extra running back. What are you looking for? This will be our first ever potential <laughs> trade live. I, I would take a little, little look into the war room. Here. I would take Hunter Renfro. Okay. Um, I have Hunter Renfro who fumbled, got it recovered, and then the very next play fumbled, fumbled again. Yeah, I know. Come on, Hunter. I have Kenyon Drake as a running back. I have Kareem Hunt, and I have Jonathan Taylor as running backs. All right. Jonathan Taylor <laughs> for Hunter Renfro. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> I mean. That trade would get vetoed by everybody else in the league, <laughs> I'm would... sure. Um, who do you have? Kareem Hunt? I do have Kareem Hunt. You only have three running backs? Yeah. I have a lot of wide receivers. <laughs> but my wide receivers are absolutely terrible. I have Keenan Allen, who's just like, eh. But I also have. One that's, uh, I got Corey Davis, Tyler Lockett. Okay, Lockett's, Lockett's all right. If I mean, yeah, but Geno Smith is throwing to him. Hunter Renfro for Kareem Hunt. I mean, I know he's the backup at Cleveland, but he could, you know, he could give me some juice, and especially Chubb. Chubb has been known to go down from time to time. Chubb has been known to go down. So Hunter Renfro for Kareem Hunt. I, I'm not against that trade. Who who are my running backs? Who do I have? Your running backs are. Um, you have Delvin Cook and Josh Jacobs, yep, which are those great. are my one two. And then your uh, Gibson is your flex. Okay. Um, and then Stevenson for New England. Okay. He ain't gonna get work though. So I feel like if you got Kareem Hunt, you could put him in your flex. Stevenson got some pretty decent yards for New England last week. He is. Um, but, I mean, Kareem Hunt's always a good one to just have in your flex just in case. You, I'll, I'll, you initiate the trade on, on ESPN. When I get home, I'll accept it. Do you want to do uh, Renfro for Hunt? Yeah, might as well. I don't care at this point. <laughs> All right. <coughs> um, we'll, see if that, uh, we'll see if that gets approved by the commissioner and, and everybody. But yeah. He's listening, or he better be. <laughs> He heard this entire thing. Who did I say? Oh, yeah. Hunter Renfro for for Kareem Hunt. Yeah. I'll take that because that would give me. I think I think Hunt would be potentially a better uh, flex option. I I think he would be a good flex option in my opinion. Now, if I could just get the freaking Josh Allen trade going in my other league. All right, all right. Get this. I have in my other league. I have Aaron Rodgers. Okay. 
He played like absolute trash last last week. Yeah, I have Rodgers too. I have Rodgers, Jonathan Taylor again. This was an auto draft. So I got auto drafted. Did you get the first overall pick? I don't know. Because I got Aaron Rodgers, Jonathan Taylor, Zach Moss, DJ Moore, Tyler Lockett, Hunter Henry, um, Edwards Hilaire, the Steelers defense, Mike Evans, and AJ Green. In an automatic draft. It's not bad for an no, auto draft. But I want to trade Josh Allen and Aaron Rodgers. So I want Josh Allen and she would my aunt would get Aaron Rodgers. Oh, that's not good for your aunt. Like you gotta you gotta you gotta add a little little something something in there. All right. All right. What do you think I should add? If I want Josh Allen she can get Aaron Rodgers, which isn't a bad quarterback. No, but that's like you're taking a you're taking a at least I'd say that that's an A plus for you getting Josh Allen and maybe a B plus or an A minus. What about what about Josh Allen for AJ Green and Aaron Rodgers? You get a quarterback and a wide receiver, or I could do. You, I, I like I like the wide receiver, but you'd have to make it a little bit better. Tyler Lockett. That might that might be enough. That might be enough. Now, is your aunt does your aunt know fantasy football or not at she, all? Well, then maybe she'd be willing to take. I mean, that's another. So here's the do thing: you want to take advantage of your aunt. So here's the thing. <laughs> I like how he didn't answer the question. <laughs> so she is a big, um, she is a big. Green Bay Packers. Oh, fan. then you know what? The Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen might be good enough. That's what I'm thinking. Is this is this like a big money league or is this just like a family? Oh, this is like a family. family. This is a fa- All right, so this would be her team. Without Josh Allen, she'd have Aaron Rodgers, Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs, uh, Amari Cooper, Keenan Allen, um, Henderson Jr., Butker. She does have Dak Prescott if he ever comes back. Um, Stevenson. Um, so she's got not a bad team. I feel like if we've reached the eye on fantasy portion of the show here, (laughs) that's not a bad team. I, Hey, we got a trade done. I'm going to, I'm going to propose another trade. I'm just going to be keep proposing to her, keep proposing the same trade to her. I want, Oh, have you proposed it once and she denied it? I don't even think she's looked at it. (laughs) Oh, that's where you just give a aunt, uh, auntie. You know, check your check your fantasy here. <laughs> Look at the fantasy. See where it says accept. Just hit accept. Don't worry about it. Just you, hey, it's an it's an it's an upgrade. It's you for want, software. You want Aaron Rodgers? He plays for the Packers. <laughs> oh, he plays for the Green Bay pa- the Packers. It says the overall trade value for me is an eighty three, but for it's a seventy six. That's about right. I'd say a ten point swing. That's about right. And Josh Allen's grades are ninety two compared to Aaron Rodgers eighty nine. But the man has won the MVP for the past two years. Yeah, but fantasy is all about what have you done for me lately? I don't know. I'm gonna. I went with Aaron Rodgers, and I'm. Hmm, I'm not happy. Hey, Ant. <laughs> Look at your trade. Pro, oh, I can't spell. Puzzles. This, is, this should be. This should have been our draft day special here. 
This is like this is like getting into the war room. <laughs> Thoughts behind trades. Well, I mean, we got possibly a trade done. <clears throat> I feel like we did get a trade. I feel done. like we've worked out the parameters. You know, it's just got to get approved by the league. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've never, I've never traded before. I'm not a big trader either. I'll make if I do. I'll. I don't think I've ever made more than like one trade or two trades a year, like a season. I. I don't know. I just and I'll be that guy. Like if somebody will offer me a trade, I. I I'm always worried that I'm going to get like hosed in the deal. So I'm like, no, yeah. I want like I want Jonathan Taylor for uh, Hunter Renfro. And yeah. you'll just like, like, dude, what? No. no. <laughs> so then people just like, I don't want to chill with Larry. He's just too much hassle. <laughs> like, what, what do you mean you want Hunter Renfro? Now, speaking of trades and we'll let me. This is what Dan Myers um, in our other league in the Park Camp League. This is what. um deal he proposed to me okay lay it on me so i because i i sent it out there i asked you know i've i've got a lot of wide receivers in that league and um i need some running backs so he said here's what i'm thinking uh he'll give me rogers kittle fournette and ingram for and i'll give him kamara mahomes and either (laughs) Allen robinson or Cortland sutton Okay. Um I I I do need a tight end. Yeah. Um I do need a tight end. I I don't like Kittle because he's been injured lately. I was going to say he's still kind of injured Kittle's now with hamstring. Um I was think he's got Waller from the from Vegas. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of maybe countering with uh taking out Kittle and putting in Waller. Okay. Um and then I would give up Robinson versus Sutton. I think L.A. is just going to – there. Stafford just – he's all cup. He's all cup all the time. Yeah, no, he has his um... – And especially now with Jerry Judy out, I think Cortland Sutton, who had a really solid game for me last week, um, I think he's going to have a breakout. I'm not sure how long Judy's out for. I don't either. But, but you wouldn't want to touch that. No. So I'm thinking maybe I, uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe I I have him see if he'll substitute, um, Kittle, for Waller. Okay. Fournette and Ingram. I mean that puts my, um, because I had to take out Kamara this week. I still was able to beat Andrew. I'm one and one in that league. Not bad. But um, it's gonna be. I don't know. It's, it's. I feel like in the same way, just like in real life, not just just stupid this, but um, I like. I was always curious how like trades worked, you know, especially like mid season. Can you, you you can trade up to a certain point within the regular season, right? Uh, I believe, yeah, there is a cutoff. It, okay. It's like there, there's a trade deadline, but it's just. But it's also you've got the one thing in in the Park Camp League, and this is a big reason why a lot of trades never got put together. Because if I think it was, it's a, is it a twelve man league or a fourteen man league? I think we're down to twelve, but you had to get approval rating. I think of like eighty percent, yeah, of the league, and people were just looking at it and just no, like 
shooting it down. So you'd put together trade packages, and next thing you know, it got shot down, rejected, rejected, rejected. Even if it was a a decent trade, right? People would look at it like, well. Dan's eight and one right now. I don't want Dan getting any better. So nope, rejection. Nope. Right. I feel like, but that in real life that doesn't happen. Like you, I, I don't think it does. Very true. But you also don't want backdoor deals, especially if you know that I'm out of it in our league. Like I'm, if I started Just like give me all your and players, ten. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Larry, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll trade you. I'll give you uh, Case Keenum for Josh Allen. Just do it, dude. And then I'll get when I win the league, I'll give you like your twenty bucks back for buy-in or something. You know, you oh, don't want true. you don't want backdoor deals being made like that. That's true. Uh, I mean, it is what it is. Joe Flacco, he's looking like a tasty quarterback right now. <laughs> he's looking as good as Zach Wilson's mom. Oh, too soon. Too soon. Or sorry, Zach Wilson's mom's friend. Yeah, I, I still don't understand that. I have no idea what the heck happened. Apparently, well, you know how Zach, uh, Zach Wilson had a girlfriend, even though everybody at the NFL draft thought his mom was his girlfriend, which is kind of creepy. Not kind of. That's, that's that absolutely creepy. creepy. But anyways, apparently, the, Zach Wilson's now ex-girlfriend, when they broke up, she went on Twitter, Instagram, whatever, saying that, alleging that he cheated on her with one of his mom's friends. And that's the reason she broke it up with him, because she basically caught him cheating on her with his mom's friend, which... Interesting. Which is... Wilson's Pretty. mom's got it going. Wilson's on. mom's friend, yeah, Zach Wilson. That's, so I've never actually seen pictures. Oh, she's hot. I'm not gonna lie, but um, that's that. Can you imagine if your if if your girlfriend cheated on you with one of your dad's friends? Like that's just all kinds of creepy. I yeah. Is it? Isn't? Didn't he go to BYU? He did. Isn't that like really against everything that like he was taught? I don't know. I know BYU. It's it. That's a Mormon school, right? Yes. So oh. I didn't know if he was Mormon or not. I, that I don't know. I think. I think I'm not sure. I know typically that's like a that's a very Mormon school, but I don't know. The uh, the Wilson family apparently they they. You know, they're a very communal. Um, they like to keep it in the community. Ew. <laughs> that's <laughs> but, so weird. And what – I want to know, how does the mom – if that story is true. Yeah, if that story is – How does the mom feel about it? Like, she's got to feel like one of her friends is fooling around with her son. Like, that's, that's – That's an awkward conversation. That's an awkward conversation, but that's hugely creepy. Like, yeah. I'm sure if it was a close friend, who knows? This woman might have, you know, babysat Zach Wilson. That's just. It's always the family friends. <laughs> that's like stuff of a soap opera. Yeah, that's just. Is that another one that goes to BYU? I think most. I think all. No. No. 
Because I know as part of their graduation thing, they have to do uh, a year of service. Yep. Yes, they do. Which I think is kind of cool. I like that. I like that philosophy. I heard it's just very, it's a very strict, you know, it's a very, it's a very strict religion. And, you know, people who want to take that, that's great for them. But I just am shocked that a person who comes from that strict of a background would do that. I'm guessing that if it is true. I have no idea, but allegedly that's what the girlfriend was saying that. And then that for how do you find something out like that? And then for a while, like uh, the big thing is that they were they would post um, pictures of like family gatherings or whatever, and they were people were trying to guess which one it which, was, which friend, which of the mom's friends it was. That's great. That's funny. I can't believe you didn't hear about that. No, I had no idea. Like all I knew is like somebody said like, "Oh, Zach Wilson's mom is like good looking," and everybody was like, "Oh yeah, we thought that was um, his girlfriend." Yeah, that was it. I never understood like the whole like, and, and now of course she's like an uh, 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 ins- influencer, Instagrammer. Who the mom? The mom. Oh, of course. Yeah, she's got thirteen point five million uh, thousand followers on Instagram. Yeah, but she'll show that's her new job now, and an influencer. Like she needs a job. From the looks of it, it looks like, you know, obviously, I don't think Zach Wilson's making that much money yet. He's making, I mean, dude, he was what number three, number two overall pick. You know, he got at least a what three, four million dollar, five million dollar signing where are bonus. The Jets getting all this money because they keep you, they keep giving it away to the quarterbacks they draft every four years. I keep thinking to myself, and I wonder if the Patriots are going to do this or if Belichick's going to be too stubborn to do this. But supposedly this <laughs> this class coming up is supposed to be another great or a big quarterback class like that's going to rival um, Josh Allen's quarterback class and blah, blah, blah. But can you imagine if the Patriots yeah. are picking in the top five, top three, whatever? Very likely. Absolutely. Um, does Belichick go after another first-round quarterback in the top three pick? Or does he, nope, we've got our guy, nope, Mac Jones is awesome because I say he's awesome and I'm I'm the word and the authority on everything, football. I really feel like if, especially this season, if they don't produce, I, well, because I don't think, ever since Brady got his chance, Brady never underproduced no so with mac jones this is what his second year if he underproduces again well you know he got him to the super he got him to the playoffs that's great and then just that that was that if they don't even make it to the playoffs he really get him to the playoffs somebody got him to the playoffs but you know if they don't make it to the playoffs this year i can fully see um, when they don't make it to the playoffs I can I could see Bill Belichick drafting another quarterback and making it known. I think I he, think he should. I, I could see him though. Just nope. I got my guy. Well, don't you think he'd do that? I got my dude. Even in a in a sense that like just to spark some sort of competitiveness within the quarterbacks. Yeah, but you don't do that with a third overall pick or first like a top five pick. If they're picking top five, 
you don't bring in a top five quarterback just to quote unquote motivate your guy. I would not put it past him though, especially if like <clears throat> a lot of talk is surrounding him of like, oh, like you're washed up. Oh, like you don't know what you're doing. Like, oh, this team stinks and like all that stuff. I I would all of that is true. I would not put it past him to just be like, all right, something's got to happen here. Here's another here's another top drafted quarterback. You two fight it out. <clears throat> Get I, something going. I think he's just I, I I don't know. Here's my opinion. And I put this question out um on our Facebook page um last week. Is he just is he done? And was he an overrated coach that just had the greatest quarterback of all time? He's possibly a, to ever play the game. Oh, well, he is the best to ever play the game as of to date to date. Yeah. I mean, is it is is Belichick more of he just hey listen he just I've, lucked I've out. Rode, the, rode this guy for twenty years he made me who I am as opposed to the other way around because I'm not gonna lie I've I was a firm believer especially early on like if Brady got drafted by anybody else it'd be the same thing. we would ne- there would be no Tom Brady I always thought it was Billichek Billichek made this kid. Early in early in Brady's career, nah, was, Brady was a dink and dunk quarterback, just halfback screen, wide receiver screen, little slant over the middle. He he made him a game manager, got him his comp, whatever, and then Brady just eventually took off and is the man that he is today. Yeah, but I think if I think there's a strong chance that if he got drafted behind anybody else, if he if Indy. If Indianapolis picked him in the seventh round and he got stuck behind Peyton Manning, we're never hearing about Tom Brady. Like, there's no TB12. There's no dominance. The kid probably lasts maybe three or four years, five years, either gets cut, doesn't hook up with another team, and who knows what he's doing. You. This was what you thought. This is what I thought. Okay. But now... And I still think that. I still think Brady or Belichick, or, or not Belichick made him, but I think Brady was drafted in the perfect spot. Right. And to fact that Drew Bledsoe got hurt. At the, at the, right, at the time. right time. And Brady was able to take advantage of that to the fullest. So I do believe that he isn't, if he wasn't drafted with the Patriots, he's not yeah. the Tom Brady that we got. That's fair. And you could say that with a lot of quarterbacks. Yeah. Um. Who knows? You might even say that with Allen, that if he was drafted in another team, um, they wouldn't have had as much patience as they had with him in his first two years, and they would have dumped him and he was gone. Right. But I always thought Belichick created Brady. Now I really think, especially what Brady did with, with Tampa Bay, I really think maybe it was that at one point the first five years, but the last 15 years, Brady created Belichick. Oh, 100%. And Belichick, if he never found Brady, if he had, if Bledsoe never got hurt and he rode Bledsoe for another four or five years, he probably gets fired three years, four years into his career. 
Yeah. He was a losing record of a coach. Great defensive coordinator. Um, you know, as everybody says, well, he he was the defense that won the Giants Super Bowl twenty five. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say he was good defensive coordinator, but yeah. He was a failure of a of a head coach with Cleveland. I think he coached for the Jets too, didn't he? But anyways, he no, had, he got he was that where he got the Jets job and then turned it down. He got the Jets job and then within maybe an hour or two said nope. <laughs> but uh, and then I, went to went to uh, whatever it's called went to New England. Thank you, because he because that's when Parcells yeah. basically told him, "Hey, listen, I'm leaving New England. I want you to take over." Yeah. Um, also, by the way, like just you do imagine like a coach saying like I want you to take this team. Yes, not anyone else. But in all honesty, I think if Parcells didn't leave New England, we'd be talking about Bill Parcells as the greatest coach of all time because he had Brady. Yeah, but do you? Th- yeah, yeah. Okay, I understand what you're saying. If right. everything else out plays out the same way, right, right, right. So I'm a firm believer of just. I think I think Bilicek is overrated. Losing record without Brady. Yeah. Had the greatest quarterback of all time. I mean, I, I suppose you can say that a little bit to with every coach. Um I mean if Marv Levy didn't have Jim Kelly, Thurman Thomas, Bruce Smith, uh, Andre Reed, if he didn't have all those guys, would he be a great coach? Hot take, I don't really like Jim Kelly. I didn't either. Okay. I'm not going to lie. Even as a little kid, I didn't like him yeah, as a quote. Just, I, just... I, I always thought that my my hot take was that if we had picked Dan Marino instead of Jim Kelly in that draft, oh, which yeah. we could have. We could have. Because Marino was still available. Um, I think we win probably at least one, if not maybe two or three of those Super Bowls. Really? Oh, absolutely! Yeah, I, just Jim, Jim, Jim Kelly. You know, he he he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. He's he's good and stuff. I just don't. I don't think he was like the greatest. My opinion. Yeah. No. My no. Opinion. In fact, if you look at his numbers nowadays, it, it, he's middle of the road. And I get you can say that about a lot of old quarterbacks, but just he's. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a football analyst. I'm by not any a, means. I'm not a. You know. I'm not that dude. I'm not. You're not the guy. I'm not the guy. That's so stupid. I can't believe he said that to you. That's such a. Oh gosh, my dude. If I was, if I was the leading ref, I'd walk over to this kid and just slap him. And be like, "What are you doing? <laughs> Why would you say that?" And it's funny because usually referees, believe it or not, I do get along with a lot of the referees in the league. Um, I don't doubt that. (laughs) I I get along with a lot of them. I can be harsh on a lot of them. And don't get me wrong. I have, I'm sure, referees that like, oh, man, it's Larry again. (laughs) And I also have a lot of referees. I've had referees that have straight up told me whether they do it on the field or at halftime. Hey, coach. Settle down, or that card's coming out. Right, because um, I do get hot. Listen, but, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good though that I learned that my guy apparently is worse than my dude. I was gonna say it's either my dude or my guy. So, but um, I've 
he I usually after the game I'll shake the officials, you know. Oh, not this nice one. game. This one he, I didn't even have a chance. Like he blew the whistle and literally like went right <laughs> hey, off the field. Good game, my dude. I was ready to say it. I oh, I, I bet you would have like good game, my dude. But he didn't come anywhere like he just he blew the whistle and he was on the far side that half and he kept on the far side and went to the parking lot. Oh, was he he was a line one, right? Uh, we it, they do the two referee system. Okay. So for high school, uh, for girls, they'll um, so he was just on the far side. Like every uh, every half, they're switched. So the first half, he was on the near side. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I got the my dude, the second half, he was on the far side. But it's funny, even the Lockport coach at halftime, he looked. He's like, "Did the referee call you my dude?" And I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "That's why I flipped out." And he's like, "He's like, he's lucky he didn't call me that." Honestly, I don't understand. I, somebody had his superior has to had to have heard about that. I would hope. I would hope, and I'm pretty sure Pete is that guy where he would not that guy like that guy in a good way that he would. He's not my guy. He's not my guy. Um, he would tell you know he would call him on it. Oh, whether yeah. he told the guy and whether you know afterwards or or he as he after he walked off the field or met the guy later. Like, He'd be like, dude, you can't. That was don't do that again. It's like, what are you doing? I Pete's been around the block. He knows better than that. He he knows not to call people my guy, especially Larry. Yeah, but again, I think that's kind of like just not to sound like that angry guy with you know stay off my lawn, but I just think that's a bit of a changing of the times, right? You know, but I I no 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 my dude. No, my dude. No. I don't care the age. Just show the respect. Yeah, you should. That's, that's... I might yell at you, but I'm going to say, hey, sir, what was the call? Hey, hey, buddy, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> um, That being said, uh, is it time for the hot seat questions? Let's do it. All right. First things first, what do you hate being called the most by Russ? <laughs> <laughs> um. No, I you know the answer to that. It's my dude. All right. Other than that, it's, it's, this is going to be a legit question. Mine, right. for example, is I hate being called buddy. You know what? For some reason, I thought you were going to say that. I thought I you were going to be like, "Hey, buddy." It. They're like, they're like, "Hey, buddy, what's or kiddo?" I hate that too. Now, see, one thing I'll I'll usually call, um, and I'll usually I won't do this to if I know the referee, but I'll do this to people that I know. I'll usually call them one or two things. I'll be like, "Hey, kid, what's up?" or "Hey, boss, how's it going?" Usually, if the if the person's younger, like usually, if I, and I'm sure I've done this to you, I'll be like, "Hey, kid, what's going on? How's it going?" If they're younger, if they're older, I'll be like, "Hey, boss, how's it going? What's up, boss?" That's Something fair. like that. But again, I I say it in a respectful way. I say it. It's just. You know, that's that's it's what I do. It's what it is. It is what it is. Um, buddy, I I agree with you. I think Buddy's a little... Hey, Buddy. Hey, Buddy. It's kind of like it's kind of like the Canadians in South Park. <laughs> Terrence and Phillip. Yeah. Hey, Buddy, what's going on, pal? What's, uh, what's going on, Buddy? Hey, Buddy. What's going on, friend? <laughs> I was just like, I hate it. I'm not your buddy, buddy. I'm not your buddy, guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't stand it. Can't stand it. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I don't think I've ever been called anything other than like coach or 
by by an official. Um, really? Maybe I'll get a I'll get a instead of just being called anything like, "Hey, knock it off." Yeah. And I get it if I'm being a if I'm being a jerk. Um, no, I don't think I've really other than the my dude. That's gonna be my answer, my dude, because I don't think I've really been called anything. So you're gonna go with my dude. I'll tell you the one thing, and kind of answering the question without answering, the one thing I hate is when a referee yells at my players. Oh, don't don't fair. don't yell at my player. That's my job. Not only is it my job, which it is, call the foul if they've done something that egregious. Right. Give them a card and then come over and tell me. Right. Hey, sir, I just gave number 11 a card because he or she um, said this or bulldozed the player down or punched somebody. I'll see the physical. But was talking crap and said this about this player's mother or whatever. Right. Then I'll pull that player off. They're done for the game. But don't just – it's not your job. To, to chastise my players. Yeah, I mean, you're supposed to just make calls, not yes. actually do anything. So whenever, And there's been times where I've yelled at referees across the game, like, hey, don't you ever talk to my player like that. Don't you ever talk and, to my player like that. <laughs> absolutely. And I'll stand up for my players, and I've talked to them at, at halftime or after the game. about like, sir, I don't care what she did. If she did something that bad, yeah. tell me, and I'll deal with it, not you. So yeah, okay. All right. I respect that one. All right. Okay. All right. Question number two. And I had one and I I lost it with that the my dude made it fly out of my head. Um sorry. <laughs> All right. Question two. Not we've done favorite TV show, favorite movie. Yes. But either favorite Movie character or TV character? Favorite movie character or TV character? of all time, like Ooh. just character or characters. I guess if it's a pair. Favorite TV or movie character? Uh, this is a tough one for me too. Oh, Courage the Cowardly Dog. <laughs> yeah, but does he ever talk or does he just uh, he mumble? Talks. No, he talks. He talks, but like nobody understands. I know the old the old man and the old woman never listen to him. Yeah, no. I heard a really dark theory about that TV show, but I heard one too. Isn't it? What was the one that I heard? Like this one's like supposed to be like real. What was the one? What did you hear? about? I heard it? that like it, <clears throat> like there is like a place like that, like that farmhouse in a remote area in the desert where two old people were living, and they would always constantly complain about like seeing weird stuff and the whole thing about like skin crawlers and like who take form into different things and then eventually like they were found dead in the house with just like the dog's bones there and like so like the story is like you know the 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 dog sees all the weird stuff that's really happening but the the uh the people don't yeah exactly so courage the cowardly dog you're telling me is based sort of on a true story that's the theory that's a theory yeah I always heard the theory of was it was about um, like the the two people and the dog were dead, but they were in like some sort of purgatory. Mm. But like the old people didn't know they were dead and in that purgatory, but the dog did. And that's why the dog saw all the, the, the creepy stuff and weird stuff that he saw. 
because that was like him being able to see purgatory where the old people just. I heard that about Ed, Ed and Eddie, which was another one where like it was like a show revolving around like a cul-de-sac, but you never saw the parents. You would just see the kids and like each kid kind of represented like a different like the kids were like in purgatory and like each kid represented like a different era of like when they died. But to go off of yours, I also heard one that like courage is just like a regular dog that interprets real life things as scary things. So like say like the mailman comes to the door and he's interpreting it as a monster because it's a dog's perspective, not a human's perspective. Yeah. I like that theory better. Like I feel like out of all these theories, that one's the most solid because <laughs> it's like, okay, a dog doesn't understand why this person is coming to their house, but that's why the, the humans aren't acting alerted. Cause they're okay because it there it's just they kind of have regular, more yeah it, they kind of have more like sensory awareness to the thing I like that theory I'm going with that <laughs> it's less dark too it's less dark that's that's a happier theory uh, my favorite TV character though I could do the whole Ted Lasso thing but I'm not going to that's I think that's too new um <laughs> this is terrible because the character is not the most likable guy although he does have a lot of likable attributes um l bundy from married with children i never saw it are you kidding me i've never watched you've never watched married with children no oh my god you have got to watch married with children okay you've got to watch Married. in fact that's i'm giving you a homework assignment by next episode to watch at least one episode of Married with Children. Okay. It is it's Al is uh, Al Bundy like just think of not deadbeat dad because he stays with the wife kids. They have it's Al, his wife Peggy. Uh, you can google it or whatever. Bud and Kelly are the kids. He's a former former high school football player. Think a high school football player that that's that's where he peaked. Okay. And shoe salesman works at the mall the rest of his career. Like, just, I peaked in high school. I was a football god in high school. Yeah. And now I'm a lowly shoe salesman. Ah. Like, you, you got to watch it. It is by far. It was, in fact, it was. Oh, I know who this I is. I was going to say. Okay. He, Ed O'Neill was the character. Yeah. Um. Or the guy, the actor who played the character, but it was, if it wasn't Fox's first show that ever went on the air, it was one of their top, like, their first three shows that they ever put on the air. Okay. I gotcha. it is hilarious, but I, I, Al Bundy, I think, is just that, that guy that you root for, he's rude and crude beyond measure, but at the same time, he still loves his family, he still tries what he thinks is the best for his family. He'll make fun of his family to the ends of the earth. Right. He'll make fun of his wife. He has a lot of qualities that aren't <laughs> redeeming at all. But in the end, he's still, it's it's just, I don't know why, but Al Bundy is just, again, I don't idolize myself to be like Al Bundy, but it's just a, such a great, complex character. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Question three. Question number three. What is the score spread that you think that the game between Buffalo Bills and Miami Dolphins will be? 
I know right now the Bills are favored by six, or at least this morning they were, according to fan, according to Schman Schmuel. Are we allowed to say, you know, I don't know, whatever. Um, hmm. what do I think the the? Like, what do you think the score will be? Just say that. I was going to say, what do you think the the spread should be, or what do you think the score? No, will I just be? think what the score will be. We're not accounting majors. Here. I think the spread should be definitely ten again, but I'm going to say the score is. I've got little to no respect for Tua and Miami, but I'll I'll be respectful enough and give them ten. And I think the Bills put up at least thirty, but I'll be uh, I'm going to say thirty eight to ten. I'm okay. going to say thirty eight to ten. The Dolphins, I think, are rocking right now. The twenty first ranked defense. Um, Baltimore put up what thirty. Yeah, thirty five, thirty three. It was it was a gun thirty one. Um, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say thirty eight to ten. I think it's another game that is definitely over by fourth quarter. In fact, we probably see Case Keenum again. Von Miller's probably long been on the sideline when the fourth quarter comes. Um, and in fact, I'm gonna say that's probably where Miami gets their only touchdown of the game late in the game against Buffalo's second and third stringers. Okay. In garbage time. So you say 30. I want to say 38 to 10. 38 to 10. I'll go 41 to, say 41 to 21. Okay. A little higher than the score, but you're giving defense. You think they'll score a little bit more? Yeah. Um, That's fair. That's fair. And I'd still say that's a route. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm expecting a high scoring game. By both sides. I think two is going to realize, especially with Buffalo's designed to shut down Tyreek Hill. I mean, they were designed this to shut point. they were designed to shut down Kansas City. Buffalo's going to play that too high shell again. Um I mean at that point Baltimore was on like their what fourth string running back. Or yeah. sorry, fourth string defensive back. Baltimore again beat up. I think it's an easy win. I think it's one of those by halftime, by third quarter, you're just looking at like, all right, who do we got next? Yeah, you're right. All right. We'll see. Question four. Uh, Question four. What's your favorite Halloween candy because Halloween's coming up that you would like to see when you would go trick-or-treating? I've got two answers for this. First of all, in fact, it's funny that you brought this up. This came up on uh, one of my one of my friends posted a picture of the the candy that I'm going to say second on there and sparked a big debate. The first one I'm going to choose is Three Musketeers. I love it, especially as a kid. I loved it when you find that house that has given out full size candy bars, but if they gave out like a full size Three Musketeers, I was like, oh my god, I'm not that kid. I wouldn't go like back and back and yeah. But you're just like, man, I got to go there, and I got to go there now before they run out. So Three Musketeers, whether it's a little bite size or whatever, but which I think, and in fact, I said this on, on the post, on Casey Wright's post, Candy Corn Ew, okay. is the Candy Corn Ew. is the unsung hero. Oh, shut up. That is the unsung hero of, of Halloween. Don't walk away on me. Get back here. You've got time. 
Candy Cord is by far the unsung hero of Halloween candy. By far. And I'll fight you if you think I'm wrong, my dude. It's not. Also, I just walked out there and our um, producer head person is standing there in an Oculus just <laughs> looking around. He's doing research. I was about to get him a hot, give him a hot take, but uh, he's listen, you can call him in here. Matt Candy Corn is the unsung oh, he hero of Halloween. He, there's no way. Um, All right. by far, whatever. Your, right. your opinion's wrong. No, what's more underrated? Tell me, tell me, it's not addictive. If you have one, you've got to have like thirty five. No, because it tastes like crap. It does not. Oh, you're so wrong. All right, but that's that's my two. Whatever. Favorite. Oh, I can even. S- I can smell it right now. I'm good. I I'm. I might just go home and get some early. Oh, nasty. I like the uh, Jolly Rancher suckers. You're going. You're going on me with. Well, I like candy Jolly corn. Rancher suckers. That's Bush League. How is that Bush That's League? Bush League. You're taking the most iconic and probably the most like exactly. It's iconic for a reason. Yeah, candy a corn. bad reason. No, you got candy corn. You egg that house. No way. No, if they give you like pennies or whatever, you egg their house. Why? Pennies is a currency. You can actually buy stuff with that. Candy corn is the best. Oh, not, I can not, smell not, no, it. I didn't say the best. It's just so gross. But it's just it's such an unsung hero. That's so gross. It's like the hockey player that like is the grinder that like goes on the boards, does the dirty work for the guy that that can score the goals. All right, next question. <laughs> Candy cord, I love it. Um what are we on the last question? Question number 5. I'm I'm drawing blanks here today. I'd like to think that I came with like I we always come with questions, but we just make it right up on the spot. I already got three. You got three. Do you want to be that unsung hero? Do you want to be the candy corn of this no, podcast? No, I don't want to be the candy and corn. Come up with questions. I, absolutely before. not. I, that's an insult to me. <laughs> uh, let's see. Okay. Um, doesn't have to be one that was given to you, but best favorite nickname that you've either had somebody give you or that you've given to somebody or even that you've heard like that one of your friends had and like that a nickname that's actually stuck like even years after you graduated high school or years after you're not playing with them anymore or whatever that that nickname is still Stuck either with you, either with your friend, or somebody that you know. Like just iconic nickname. I've only had two nicknames my entire life. What's that? My last name. Is that? I was thinking though. Is that really a nickname, or is that just calling you? Because a lot of people, even nowadays, will just call me Monahan. But that's not really a nickname, is it? I guess I never. It kind of is. It's not your first name. It's Mm. your nickety name. It's your surname. Isn't that your last name, your surname? I don't know. I yeah, don't know. technically. What's your maiden name, <laughs> Keo? What's your what's your marriage name, Keo? <laughs> oh, no, this is for women. Hey, if you get married, you might take her last name. You never know. Hot take. I have... Uh, we have mutual friends, more of her friends, not mine. 
um, who just got married and she refuses to take the last name of her husband. It's, I mean, and it's happened. It happens. Not even, not even the hyphen? Nope. Nothing. Okay. But, you know, you know, d- d- do with it what you will. Uh, I don't know. I used to be called Frosted Flake a lot back in college because I would just get into points in my life where I'm just like, I have stuff that I probably could go to, but I'm just not going to, and I didn't. <laughs> okay. Um, but I that that hasn't happened for a long time. Okay, Frosted Flake. Maybe we'll start to bring that black bring that back. No. <laughs> okay. I'll fill this with candy corn and hit you with it. Listen, as long as I get to keep it at the end, we're cool. That's the, that's the sad part. I'm gonna you're gonna watch <laughs> me flush it down the toilet. After. No. Um, for me to come to mind, um, I've been given a lot of nicknames, but nothing really ever stuck. Um, I've you know I was always just called Monahan. Um, whatever. I'm not considering that a nickname, but my brother, uh, Joey. He, in fact, people, he got this nickname his seventh grade year when he ran cross country. Um, his track coach, uh, Joe Jacobs, awesome coach. Uh, sorry, cross country coach. Joe Jacobs from Niagara Falls started calling him Moose Monahan. And even to this day, um, Moose. people call him Moose. Um, that's a sick nickname. So, yeah, so he's, uh, that's one, I mean, that's stuck with him forever. Um, I give kid nickname kids nicknames all the time. Uh, we've had Lola on the show. She, you know, I call her Tank now. That's kind of sticking. But I think for me, the most iconic one that I've given was my goaltender Maria Costanza, who is known named as George. Um, I, did I tell you the George oh, story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was just I, I I know I've said it a number of times on here, but that one she literally has on her varsity letter jacket George. Like, as her name tattooed on there, apparently, like, her teachers call her George, students call her George, like, and I've looked at it, I'm like, you know, do you, like, are you mad that I gave you this nickname and stuck? She's like, no. She's like, yeah. not at all. Most of the time, people, I feel, aren't necessarily so, bad about that. But, uh, so those are the those are the two. Moose. Iconic for me. Moose for my brother and uh, George for Maria, my goaltender. Moose. All right. On, on that note, I think that's a good point to, to stop the episode this week. Um, make sure you check out our Facebook page, our Instagram page, if you have ideas for shows. Also, we want to see some of your stories, um, your YouTube videos. Email us. Um, quick little two, three minute. I'd say keep it under. Try to keep it under five minutes for sure. Clips about your favorite stories as an athlete, as a coach, and we'll put them up on our YouTube page um, at Stories from the Sidelines so we can get more stories on there, more more fun stuff on there. And as always, if you want to advertise, send us a direct message on at Stories from the Sidelines on Facebook. Remember, we'll be back next week. I'm Coach Larry. Matt Keo's my co-host. Tune in next week for another exciting episode of Stories from the Sidelines and Go Bills. (laughs) 